Hello, and thank you for joining Unbossing the Podcast with your host, me, Kimberly Weston Moore. Come on in, come on in, come on in. We are here for episode seven. Don't give up. Whatever trial or tribulation you're going through, it's so important not to give up. But that is so easy to say. As women, many of us experience times when we just don't feel as though we can make it anymore. Yeah, I mean... Everyone pretty much expects us to perform at our best with no mistakes. We wear so many hats that they begin to overlap, leaving us feeling like we just need to give up. And then there are times where we have a trial and we begin to question our decisions. But more importantly, we begin to question God. We find it very easy to turn to our friends for advice who provide us only partially what God can give us. Have you experienced this? Of course, all of us do. But my other question to you is, are you at a breaking point? Are you at the point where you feel like giving up is the only option because the situation that you're going through is new You've never seen it before and you have no idea how to tackle it. Well, I'm here to tell you that we are going to discuss that today. We are going to really dive in and how being in that vulnerable space and not knowing where to turn or do, it's difficult. And it's so easy for us to want to give up. As an example, the quarantine has had us confined. And even now we are expected to follow new rules and guidelines for everything we do from the workplace, while shopping, when at home, when visiting a friend. And as professionals, mothers, wives, friends, whatever responsibilities you have, These responsibilities are great. And when hit with trials and tribulations, those responsibilities become even greater, leaving us in a space where we're troubled. We don't know what to do, where to turn. I can't think of how many times I've been in that space. How many times I've been in the space where I just want to give up. I want to let it go. I don't want to do anything else with it because the easiest thing that I could do is to give up and not worry about it anymore. But when we're hit with trials and tribulations, even though we become troubled, even though we get to a point where we don't think we can do it anymore, we have to trust in God. Of course, in the last couple of episodes, we have discussed Moses. Moses had a son who he named Gershom. In the Message Bible, and I specifically chose the Message Bible because I wanted to bring a point across. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 22, it states, She had a son and Moses named him Gershom, saying, I am a sojourner in a foreign country country. 
So what I did is I really wanted to know what the meaning of sojourner was. What is what is a sojourner? So the dictionary defines a sojourner as a person who resides temporarily in a foreign place. So if you could stay with me a little bit longer, because I want to know, are you a sojourner? Are you facing a trial or a tribulation that is new and there is so much ambiguity that you have absolutely no idea where to turn? And if that's not you, maybe you are the person who has been dealing with a situation that seems as though it has no ending. Then my friend, I am here to tell you that you, you are a sojourner which means whatever you are going through, although it is foreign, you will be in that situation temporarily. Because let me tell you something, when God is in it and you turn to him and unboss, that trial, that tribulation, or that trouble you are experiencing, will not last forever. This particular discussion turned me to a certain story. A lot of times when we were children, or at least when I was growing up, I would hear my grandmother tell people, you have the patience of Job. So I wanna discuss Job. This story ministers to me because of Job's patience and how he trusted in God. In the book of Job, we are told that Job was a wealthy and upright man who feared God and stayed away from evil. So instantly we think that nothing could ever happen to a man who was so righteous and rich because he's covered. Job was a strong person in his faith, even when it came to his children. Every year he would have birthday celebrations. And Job 1 and 4 tells us he would summon all of his children to him and sanctify them. Job said, perhaps my sons have sinned and turned away from God in their hearts. This was his regular practice. So he always wanted to make sure that they were prayed up. He would bring them in after they have partied for sometimes seven days. And he would say, listen, let me go ahead and pray over you all to make sure your heart is in the right place. What a blessing. It is so important to pray over our children. But one day, even though Job was on the right side of right, the right side of God, and he did everything according to God's will, God allows Satan to destroy Job's wealth. But one day, God allows Satan to destroy Job's wealth. In chapter one, when Satan presented himself before the Lord with angels, the Lord asked Satan, Where have you come from? And Satan replied, from earth, where I've been watching everything that's going on. I want you to pause right there. I'm just gonna tell you that I am taking a pause because I want to make it clear 
that Satan is actively seeking for people to attack with temptation to make you hate God. He is on earth to steal, kill, and destroy. We have to understand that. And even in that temptation, God gives us avenues to escape it. And that is why it's so important to stick with God, to trust in God's fullness. But moving forward in this chapter, the Lord asked Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He is the finest man on earth, a good man who fears God and will have nothing to do with evil. And Satan replied, why shouldn't he? When you pay him so well, Satan continues by saying, look how rich he is. No wonder he worships you. The Lord replied to Satan, you may do anything you like with his wealth, but don't harm him physically. And then soon after that interaction, Job received a message from his messengers back to back. I mean, they were coming kind of like when you're in a situation and the first you wake up in the morning, something crazy happens in the morning. You progress through your day. There goes something else and things are hitting you left and right. That's kind of how it hit Job. If you following what I'm saying, then Job stood up and tore his robe in grief and fell down upon the ground in your previous or current trial. Have you experienced an issue that just continued to hit you back to back to back like it did Job? It just continued to come greater than what you could bear. And you just decided to walk away from it. Or did you trust that God will see you through it? Or the one thing that many of us might do, did you begin to question God? Job questioned God. He wanted to know why he was experiencing this pain. After all, he was a righteous man. Job was then tested a second time. I mean, he's lost all his money. What could happen next? The next thing was his health. Once his wife saw how his health was declining in Job chapter two, it tells us that his wife questioned his trust in God. She said in verse nine, are you still trying to be godly when God has done all this to you? Curse him and die. How many times do we have people in our lives that, you know, tell us, listen, why do you keep on doing that? Why you keep on trusting in God? You, you have this thorn in your side. Why are you worried about God? He's not helping you. But God is always there. And Job knew that because he told his wife, listen, you are talking like a heathen woman. Then he asked the question of his wife that ministered to me. In Job chapter 2, verse 10, he states, Shall we receive only pleasant things from the hand of God and never anything unpleasant? Wow. I really want you to ponder that for a moment. When we are doing well, we tend to praise God. Yes, you are amazing. Your glory reigns forever. Your mercies reign forever. Thank you, God. You are amazing. But when we are in a trial, we are not filled with that much worship. And God said, even with that thorn in your side, he is greater. 
So why aren't we worshiping? Listen, I am here to tell you that when you are in a trial, it is not time to stop praying and trusting God because he will never leave you or forsake you, period. But instead of turning to Christ, when we have an issue, we quickly turn to our friends for that instant gratification. We want to tap into Debbie, Sue, Jalisha, Shannon to see how would you handle this situation? What would you do? Because we aim to get a response that we want to hear. And when Job's three friends, they came around and they tried to answer why Job was going through this situation. And see, when you're dealing with friends, they only know a part of the story. But although there were things that were said by his friends that were truthful, they also came with harsh allegations, making Job out to be a sinner. His friends said that Job had to have sinned to be in the predicament he is in, even after Job explained to them in Job chapter 13, verse 18, he says, this is my case. I know that I am righteous. Who can argue with me over this? If you could prove me wrong, I would stop defending myself and die. Listen, your friends do not know the whole story. You have to understand that. You, you're you giving them only part of the story. But let me tell you who knows the whole story. God knows the whole story. And that's why we have to continue to trust in him. That's why we have to unboss and be still. Let go. Let God and trust in him because he reigns forever. Your friends will tell you several things. They'll give you several options, several things to think about. But all of that does is it adds layers to your worry. It adds layers to your suffering. And God doesn't want that for us. That's why he said, tap into me, come to me first, seek me, seek God. I encourage you friends, seek him first. Oftentimes we turn to our friends for advice and many times the advice provided is not aligned with what God wants from us. And sometimes it does not even apply to us or the situation. How many times have you talked to your best friend about something and you just knew she was going to come with the correct answer and she's just completely off track? It's almost like she was talking about a whole different person. Because when giving advice, many people provide the insight or their perspective based on the lenses of their experiences and environment. You have to understand they don't live the life you live, but who's living it with you? God is living the life with you. God is with you all the time. So why not trust him in your time of need, in your trial and tribulation? Like in Job's situation, this lack of in-depth knowledge about his background and experiences caused his friends to come up with their own story. Not your story. Your friends don't know your story, but let me tell you something. Let God tell you your story because the bottom line is this. God wants us to have ongoing trust in his fullness. We have to turn our hearts, minds, ears to him and not man. You probably just got off the phone with your friend this morning and that's okay. But whatever you talk to your friend about that was troubling you, turn it over to God. Sometimes we have people around us that 
have their ideas, but there is always someone who could disagree. And in Job's situation, there was someone who did not agree with the three friends and he rebuked them. And this person was Elihu. Elihu provided Job with an explanation that he suffered, but man could not understand what God allowed, but we must trust him. We can't understand why God is allowing a certain trial or tribulation to happen, but we must continue to trust that we are taken care of, even in the midst of our trouble. Although this was the best answer provided to Job, it was still incomplete because again, man does not have all the facts. So there may be times where you are talking to your friends and they might hit the money, but again, they don't have the whole story. So that's why you want to turn to God because Humans, we only know part of the story, but the Most High, he knows it all. So when Job finally, finally receives his answer from God, God began to ask Job a number of questions that no one, and I mean no one, could possibly answer. God asked questions from, have you ever once commanded the morning to appear and caused the dawn to rise in the east? He went on to say, have you ever robbed the dawn in red and disturbed the hunts of wicked men and stopped the armed race to strike? My God, you can't do that, sis. The Lord then asked a critical question of Job. In Job chapter 40, verses two through three, the Lord says, do you still want to argue with the almighty or will you yield? Do you God's critic? But after God asked Job these questions, Job stated that he is nothing. How could he ever find the answer? And now I have the same question for you. During your trial, have you been God's critic? Have you asked why me, Lord? God wants us to know he is greater and there's nothing that he cannot bear. But the Lord did not stop questioning Job there. In chapter 40, verse 6, the Lord tells Job to stand up like a man and brace for the battle. I encourage you to stand up and brace for the battle with the Lord. Are you braced for the battle? Are you ready to trust in God? Read his word and be ready for whatever he has for you. In verse eight, the Lord continues by asking Job, are you going to discredit my justice and condemn me so that you can say you are right? God then goes on asking Job another series of questions. And after God is finished, Job humbles himself. And in chapter 42, verses one through two, he states, Know that you can do anything and that no one can stop you. Do you know that? You are amazing. You can get anything done. Whatever you're doing right now, whether it is climbing up the corporate ladder, writing a book, going through a health condition, anything that you're going through, you can do it. Nothing can stop you. Call on God. So God rebuked the three friends because of the additional suffering they caused Job by giving Job false accusations and critical attitudes. This is big for me because many of us, 
have friends who tap into us for questions and um, we oftentimes again provide our own perspective but here it shows us that we have to be very careful of what information we provide because it is only partial we have to encourage our sisters our friends to tap into one another but we also have to make sure first and foremost that our friends are tapping into God first because he is the one who could answer the question for any trial or tribulation they are going through God explained to the three friends that he will allow Job to pray for them, even though he rebuked them, and he will accept Job's prayer. So once Job prayed for his friends, God blessed Job more than ever before. The Lord gave him twice as much as before. Job was blessed twofold because he trusted that the Lord will see him through the trial. Like Job, if you trust in God, you will receive your blessing twofold if you remain patient and consistent with God. Remember, instead of turning to humans to answer your questions, be sure to emboss and turn to God because you are a sojourner. Although whatever you are going through is foreign and you feel like you're in it alone, if you trust God, then it will not last forever. I am so excited that I got to share some time with you today. I am on this journey and it has been amazing. And I encourage you that whatever journey you're on, whatever thing that you're doing, even if your mind is trying to, even if your thoughts aren't aligned with what God has for you, pray about it. Know that God is still there. If you're dealing with a situation where you don't know where to turn, turn to God. He's the only one that could help you. And with that, I give you the challenge. The challenge to be still, let go, and let God. The challenge to unbox.